Welcome to the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. Knowledge, experiences, and actionable takeaways from those who are killing it with short-term rentals. Here's your host, Jeremy Warden. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. We are here in sunny San Diego, California at the STR Nation Conference, and I'm super lucky to be alongside one of the keynote speakers, John Bianchi, the Airbnb data guy, who's going to talk to us today about what it takes to be an absolute STR pro in 2023. John, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate you, man. Always love being on these podcasts with you. It's awesome. A good time. And we're actually running back. John has been on before. So after you listen to this one, go back and listen to the first one because he dropped a lot of knowledge bobs there too. But what I want to get into before we talk about you know, how you do things, all the success, that you've had. I want to talk about, you know what, what are some of the more failures? You know, I know you've done a lot of investing for the company you work for as well as individually, but you know, what, what have been the learning experiences and the not so, not so bright aspects of your career? This is, I'm glad you brought this up because brought this up because I think this is one thing that a lot of people don't talk about is their failures that they've had in the Airbnb business. Right. And when you talk about your failures, you learn from them and that allows you to get better at what you're doing. Right. So for myself, like my worst case scenario was when I had my own properties. I did two rental arbitrage deals down in Scottsdale. I thought I analyzed everything. I thought it was good at that point, right? And what I realized was that I actually missed the fact that you needed a pool heater. And so because I missed the fact that you needed a pool heater, I was no longer competitive across the all the other properties I was going up against, which mean my revenue potential was so much lower than what I expected it to be. And I ended up losing about forty to $50,000 across those two properties, right? And then they didn't renew and like I just I lost everything. And, and because there's an arbitrage, you didn't want to buy a pool heater because they of course. they own the property. Right, of course, right. And the thing is, is I didn't do enough research to be able to realize how big of a deal that was at the time. I missed out on that because I didn't have a process in place. Now, what I want to say is that that's one of the mistakes. I, I had three other ones that I, I've made a mistake with as well when I was really like first getting going, right, without going into too much detail. But I learned from all of those. And now that I work with TechFester, we've, we've bought 120 properties the past 18 months, somewhere around that number, right? But 72 of those, we have our data that's live and all 72 of them have our profitable cash flowing properties across the board, right? So we haven't missed and it's my job to ensure that we are buying the right properties. And so I learned from my mistakes and I made sure that we are now only getting the best possible properties with the most opportunity that are the most inefficiency properties within whatever market we're going into. So that's my horror story, but you know, you learn from your mistakes. So what drives, could I say, it's fair to say, what drives you now to like be the best is that feeling of having failed yeah, when you 100%. started. Yeah, yep, hundred percent. Failing sucks, failing sucks, right? And like, especially when you're using other people's money and uh, you're going out there and you're, you're, you think you know everything and then all of a sudden a year goes by and you made literally no money, you lost money on the deal and you have no way of, you know, taking that furniture and moving into another place and, and trying to like recapture your gains, right? So when you do that, you just, you, I realized that like, what if I was just more diligent at the very beginning to ensure I wasn't making that mistake? And that kind of caused me to go not, not crazy, but like just way more in depth, right? And I, I'm obsessed with the data because I know it has the answers. And if I can just understand the data better, then I'm going to get to the get to the answers, and that's going to make sure that I'm not losing people's money, right? And we're with TechFester, we're like 60 million plus right now of other people's money. So ensuring that we're investing that in the best possible location is all that matters to me, right? So yeah, it makes it make it'll make you obsessed if you really dive into it. And now you feel kind of that like enormous responsibility of Correct. of having other people's money. Yeah. But just knowing, I mean, all that you can do, like, you know, who knows what's gonna happen in this world? Like who knows? But you have the best process. You are you are looking at the most data points. 
you are making the most informed decisions and yeah. then your company after it leaves your hands on the acquisition side is operating it with like the best practices possible. Yeah. So one thing you just said there, you know, you can't really do anything about, you know, the the world crashing, you know what I mean? But, uh, or an economic downturn or the S&P 500 dropping like crazy. But what you can do is you can build in things to your property that help you uh, get through those time periods, right? So what I mean by that is, is building out your property in a way that it's going to be one of those properties that will continue to get booked even when there is an economic downturn. Because even during COVID, people are traveling, right? Yeah. When you're supposed to stay inside. And so the thing is, a lot less people are traveling, but there were still some people traveling. And so if there's only, you know, 25% of the normal people that were traveling to a certain market, they're going to book those top 25 listings. We want to be one of those listings, right? And so we just have to make ourselves one of those ones so that we can still get bookings during those downtimes. And I think that's one of the best things that you can do to insulate yourself when that time comes, right? Just making sure you're in that top 25. And what, so John and I talk a lot not yeah. only on podcasts <laughs> yeah and oftentimes we kind of go back and forth and what we're seeing uh, yeah. going on in the marketplace and we joke about what is the highest roi possible amenity there is so what yeah. are these three just i know obviously different places have yep. different things that go for them but generally speaking what are the three must-haves the three best bang for buck investments you could possibly bang for your make. buck investments we talked about this we joke about it a lot <laughs> it's the hanging lights string right? lights hey string lights so without shout out, now shout here's out the thing we need an affiliate string link lights <laughs> done right is what makes a difference right you can't yeah. just have one set of string lights that goes around one spot and you take a photo with your iphone and you're like yeah i got string lights you know what i mean you've got to like line Zig-zags. them up like i always tell people i'm like buy so many string lights that you think it's too much you know what i mean you've bought so many you're like i have too much here that's how many you should have and you should be hanging up to really light up that place and then the photos is what's going to make the difference right of actually how well does it look in those twilight photos so hanging lights with the right photos right and um, then i would say fire pit yes. fire pit plus string light combination yes. yep and that was like boom last the last house i set up i did the fire pit plus hanging lights yep. combination prior to that i had just done fire pit right or i had done string lights somewhere else right so like anywhere that people are going to be using your outdoor space at night that you can add light to it so they can continue to use it during the warm times of the year is going to make it such a cooler space so imagine you had cornhole set up right and then you've got like lights up and down the cornhole space so people can keep playing cornhole during the at night right while they're having drinks and some people by the fire some people by the hot tub like whatever it may be you're just creating this atmosphere for a large group of people to have a great time Right. And that's what it's all about. It is about it's, in this game. Yes. It is literally about yeah. having a great time. So question for you, because this is something I do. When you go out to an Airbnb with all of your friends, do you watch your friends interact within that Airbnb? Do you watch what they're doing in the Airbnb? It's like I'm such a sicko when it comes to going <laughs> to now and just like like the one I'm staying at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there and literally by the marks on the wall, I was like, I, I'm going to guess how many years this has been on Airbnb right. because of like the little cosmetic wear and tear that it's yeah, had yeah. and like the lack of like touch-up paint. So I was like, based off the cosmetic marks, I think this has been yeah. for about three and a half, four years. I went back in the reviews <laughs> were right. and I got back to like 2019. I was like, all right. Repaint your listing every once in a while. Come yeah, on. <laughs> you got that sort of the pro tip. Yeah, Literally yeah. every year to Take a week. Take a week, slow paint. season. I'll fix everything up. You know what I mean? And keep leveling up yeah. your listing. Yeah, um, what, but dude, so the reason I asked that question is because when I go out to uh, any Airbnb with all my group of friends, while we're doing anything, I'm literally watching what people are doing. So I'm watching yeah. like, where the guy, what are the girls doing, right? Where are the guys doing? How's everyone interacting? What yeah. are they, what are they yeah. not using? Why, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like get an, a feel for it because then that's going to affect what we put into our listing and why we put it in there, right? Yeah, meanwhile, if people like, so I, the night I own, very rarely, like very, very rarely, 
will I have like people like friends right, stay at them right. with me? And when I do, I just get anxiety. Yeah, I'm like, right. don't touch that. Yeah. Don't break this. We're not going in the hot yeah. tub. Look, <laughs> I'm not draining the hot tub and yeah, getting that rebuilt. I definitely don't want to be invited to that then. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've, I've loosened up a little bit, but like at first, right, when right. it was like, I need every cent possible. Yeah. Like literally, you take two cents away from me and I, I don't have enough money to right. be my next deal. Right. You like, don't break anything. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not going to be I able to. So much anxiety. <laughs> my friends get drunk. They're trying to jump off oh, the yeah, roof yeah, of yeah. the docks onto yeah. like, onto my table. Right. Like, just fuck shit up. And oh, we'll you got fix some good it. friends then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this alcohol does crazy things. This don't recommend that. We'll think we'll get you a new one. We'll fix it. This is this will be funny. Yeah, yeah. Don't, this won't be funny. But no. yeah, no. I definitely look, when I stay somewhere at someone else's, I'm like, what are they doing good? What are they not yeah. doing well? Right. Like, can I make money here doing something better than them? Like, well, and what could that be? Why? Right. You know what I mean? How much does the rent cost here? How much? Is, I, how much does a home cost here? One thing we'll point out, right? What is are the that... regulations? everyone thinks data is this like math equation data science and like being able to like study all of it i'm not a data science i'm not a data engineer nothing i'm just a, an analyst a guy who is able to look at the data and kind of make uh decisions based off of it right like i somehow i didn't go to school for it just kind of figured it out right i'll call you a data scientist not it's We're completely with John different Bianchi, thing. The <laughs> completely different thing. Data scientist that's not true that's not true <laughs> so <PhD> doctor <laughs> the reason i'm pointing this out is because you know, looking at the way your group of your friends or family moves around a house at an Airbnb that you're staring at for a vacation is the, is a data point. And so being able to understand how they're using it is a data point. Looking at photos and the way they're taken from certain angles, that's a data point, right? Like that data, that information can be used to help learn how to increase the revenue of your property so that you can do better than everybody else around you. And that's all it matters. You're in a business. You should be trying to win in your market as much as you possibly can. And you win by adding more value. And so you got to figure out what value drives most revenue. And then you just study your competition as much as you can. Or You then, know that more than anyone, right? Like, sorry, you're going to say something there. And I cut no, you no, no. Not. Well, I was going to say, because th this, <laughs> I say this, I'm not sure if I said this last time, last podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Jeremy and I are friends because of his portfolio. If he had a shitty portfolio, I would not be friends with him. <laughs> but that's said a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I would so not let times. your property start to suck. <laughs> yeah. I won't like you anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> can't, can't fall apart. So like, the thing is, is that I, I, I found I didn't even know who, I don't think we knew each other all that well, but I came across a couple of your properties and I was like, holy shit, these are really nice. Like I thought they were some of the most impressive properties that I had seen. And then I realized you had like 25 of them. And I was like, wow, this guy's killing it. And you're not a fund. You're not like bringing in massive money. You're not from like some rich family. You know what I mean? And I was just like, this guy understood how to put together a proper listing so much better than the vast majority of people. And he was scaled at it. And he's 26. And I was like, what the fuck? Right? Like, Anyways, and that's why I was like, all right, we got to be buddies, right? Like somebody, and, and we then are. we just chat, started chatting. So, and we don't shut up once yeah. we start. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. But anyways, I just want to say that because this guy understood all these little things probably better than anybody else. And you got to give yourself credit for that. You know what I mean? Cause well, I, I, and I, well, I give credit, but I mean, my process, which I think we kind of figured out, we have similar process. We didn't, you know, we didn't do it. We did it kind of in parallel. We, yep. we figured out the best. And then we kind of figured it out before it was like, before we were talking in conferences about, right. about this, but was like find the pros like yeah like, and it's the short-term rental pro podcast but when i was starting it was like who is crushing it okay like who is crushing it and why are they crushing it now i was just gonna ask you like how did you first figure it out and that's exactly it right you started looking at the people who were crushing it so then you figure out how to replicate what they were doing yeah exactly and same thing i was just like oh crap like i i started my first the first property iphone photos they took yeah. i took to whip down my and i don't even know if i had an iphone i have an android i've had androids in the past brutal but yeah don't shame him for that let's cut that out <laughs> but uh, yeah i took took iphone pictures yeah. and put them on and 
didn't you know that was like the start and then was realizing like over time like just looking on air looking at mine then yeah. i start seeing other people's yeah. and i'm like wait a minute they're charging higher rates than me but they're slightly smaller house like what wait a minute that? and right. the competition the competitive drive right starts to hit you how long do you think it took you so like from your first property that you got to be able to get a listing at the level of the listings that you're at right now how many homes did it take how many months did it take until you feel like you were at like a a, a listing you could be proud of yeah i would say when i really like went like all in and was like this has to be done at a hundred percent execution yeah. was the first time i raised capital like from my from from other right. like from my friends so it's your first property you didn't raise any capital i i did the first property wasn't like my friends though oh okay, it was okay. like it, it was it was like it, it was it was just people it people. wasn't like okay. 23 year olds you yeah, know? yeah yeah it well, wasn't like, like my peers yeah you know make sure you're crushing it with them yeah, and i was See? like managing other people's property so it was like their money they, they were this. buying a vacation house so like you know there's, it was less there's something about taking on other people's money that you really care about that makes you hone in your skills like nothing else there's like you almost want to put yourself in a position where you are so responsible for somebody else's you know money that it makes you want to learn every single last thing that you possibly can to be the absolute best because it's a revenue driver for yourself to motivate you yeah and sometimes mm -hmm. if it's just your own money your own property it's like you can kind of flow or you're, through. you're managing a property for a vacation Man, owner yeah, and you're managing, helping them set it up yeah, but it's like that that one's a different scenario because you're always dealing with like what the landlord wants and yeah, they exactly. always don't understand and so mm -hmm. it's so difficult but you know sometimes just putting yourself in like that pressure like iron what is it iron crate has iron creates iron yes or, that's uh, not it it's not uh, it just something well, about it. <laughs> anyone listening knows what we're talking about yeah, you uh, feel it iron sharpens iron iron sharpens iron yeah there he goes iron sharpens iron right yeah, so uh <laughs> so so anyways that's that's what i'm referring to we'll have and, some uh, other scientists on yeah. <laughs> told you i'm not a scientist whatsoever but, uh, but anyways yeah man that's cool like that that it took you that long and now like now with your listings you can obviously get them they look great photo great photos are great amenities are great how do you feel about the the budget that you're, you're working with, right? Because obviously every time you're putting them together, you're working with a specific budget. How do you work within that to make it an amazing listing? Yeah, so I've tried, I mean, I starting with as little money as possible, have tried to create as much wealth as possible. Okay. So it's been a simple a kind of equation. Real quick, do you know how much you started with and where you're at right now? Is that something you're willing to share? Yeah, I mean, I actually have a document. I actually just found a Did couple you? weeks ago, but yeah. I literally had, it's kind of, this might, I don't know if this makes me sound good or bad, but I literally <laughs> had a document that I made in 2019 called like net worth. Okay. It was yeah. my net worth document. How many properties did you have at that point? Well, zero. Zero. Okay. Zero. 2019, zero. zero. Beautiful. Zero. And what or was your net worth? Maybe like $7,000 Okay. Or something like yeah. six, seven. And that's when I like moved to New York. Okay. Granted, like I literally at that time, like I split a room with my friend. Like we yeah. had like a shared room yeah. because- <laughs> Yeah, New York, it's different, yeah. it's different. Like I could, because- My cousins, my, or my brother split a living room, by the way, yeah. with somebody else, so. <laughs> yeah, it was because I wasn't like, I did the math and I was like, based off how much I'm making and the fact that I have like six, $7,000, like yeah. I won't, I will lose all my money if I have to pay $2,000 a month the rent. Yeah. So I went from that and then just like context, I actually like, pretty much, got rid of that six thousand dollars on a fifty six hundred dollar pontoon boat okay <laughs> so <laughs> genius hey what is i i heard about the whole pontoon boat i remember that was your thing for a while right and i yeah. and i at that time also got a couple so i had done some like freelance web development okay and i got a like a contract like my my friend got a contract to like rebuild like a ticketing website okay. for like a school district in illinois yep uh at the beginning of COVID. 
and he brought me in to like help build it out so like i was doing everything i can because i was like damn this pontoon boat's making money like right how do i get my next how do you one? Get another one yeah and then yeah. like wow these houses are making money right like how do i do everything i can to make money to then eventually start buying these houses right so yep. it's really yeah it's, it was crazy ride for sure well let's let's do you have the nowadays net worth is that an allowed thing to share uh, that you've never shared yeah i mean well so that's huge determinant that is the value of these homes correct which like you're not gonna I, i'm not gonna get an appraisal on each one just okay. so i can like have my exact it, yeah but you have a general idea of what they might appraise for right yeah i have a general i mean if you take the zestimate so i was like i mean the zestimate's terrible it's yeah, terrible value yeah. it's not fair like, oh yeah it's, it's so probably, if anything that would probably be less than it, what you're it definitely it's because is, that right? doesn't take into fact like how much we put into correct, the homes correct. to make them look good to make them look marketable are you uh beating around this question real quick yeah i mean i, I will say and also like i mean now that i have like company that have businesses I guess. Yep. like but if i just like ignore that and i yep. just think of like my real estate yep. my cash yep. my stocks i do have a stock portfolio okay i'm not but yeah i'm i'm i guess i'm a millionaire there you I go guess, i'm not i'm not like i'm so, <laughs> it took a minute that yeah. took a minute to get there but okay nice <laughs> man. So seven thousand in 2019 zero homes well, how old are you been i'm 26 i was like 23 dollars 26 millionaire with multiple multiple properties nine properties that you own a handful a, a bunch of others that you you rent or co-manage right and a bunch of other businesses on the side as well so like three years and you uh are absolutely crushing it it's crazy what's that's wild eh? that's yeah, wild yeah. you just yeah, every day, just enjoy the process yeah. and have fun with what you're doing yeah and just make good decisions and surround yourself with good people and like right. if you're gonna do some career i mean example this me sitting next to john right now like do some business line you want to be friends and talk with the people who are the best at it because yeah. they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna share with them some information they're gonna share with you yep. and the data that we both collectively have right because of who we surround ourselves with but it, because what we're passionate about like we're in a competitive advantage yep. to be good at this game yep couldn't agree more and you're I'm an competitive advantage i'm just gonna put to it this. out there right now that i currently have zero personal homes myself John's itching. Give me five John's years, I'll, be, I'll have way more than well, you. Well, but I, mean, I feel like you got <laughs> into you got into this world, and yeah. you know you've done it. Uh, you've done it your own way. You've, you've yeah. done a different no, way than my, other people have. Well, here's you know? my thing, right? So I'll, I'll explain my path for anyone who doesn't. You know, they're like, how do you have zero homes? And you're talking about all about this, right? So I had I had eight management contract or sorry, eight rental arbitrage contracts, eight co-hosting contracts, and from that I built up a business. But then COVID came around, wiped it out, and then I. From there, what I did was I sold those contracts. So I was able to get out of the business. And then I focused in on the one thing that I did best, which was how to evaluate the data to be able to find the best properties. And I started helping other people being able to do that, right? Because I was out, I had sold all my I had sold off the business, but I had one thing I did well. So I just honed in on that. And I was like, I want to get really, really good at this before I continue to move forward. And so then I found a company I could work with where I could work on that skill and develop it even more, right? So then I'm working with a company to do it. I'm also helping other people and I'm building that up. And that's what I've been doing for the past almost two years now. And uh, I've now gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go back into the market. I'm ready to buy my own properties. I'm ready to do joint venture deals. I'm ready to get to that point of actually building it up. And so I can't wait to, to own a property. I can't wait to see what it looks like. I can't wait to figure out, find like the best possible deal, right? But we're, we're very, very close to making that happen. And so getting right back into that, building up that Airbnb business again, and I'm just going to continue to do it to the day I die. And I, I absolutely I'm, love it. I'm excited to have you on when you have your first property. Because yeah. then we can talk about guest like experiences for you. I'm going to try and figure out how to get somebody else to manage that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I want to, I want to talk or just give like kudos to, to John and actually kind of like similar to Josh. Josh is the founder of Project 7 Studios. You guys watching this on YouTube, that's nice. the backdrop. But kind of what he did like initially and what you did was like you started posting on social media 
about how to do things. So you right. talked about how to do data analysis right. to buy a reason. You put out free courses yeah, where free. you just you just give out a ton of value yeah. for nothing in return. Right. And then you put this out into the world and then TechVestor, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he hits you up and was it's like- It's not exactly how it went down, but it was because of everything that I put out there, it made it very easy to be able to work with them. Yeah, and they, yeah. they knew you were credible yeah. at that point. They didn't need your resume. Yep. They didn't need to see data scientists, PhD right. data scientists. Yeah. Like you just- you talk the talk and you got into short-term rentals. Yep. Like in a way, that's a zero dollar way to get into yeah, right? rentals. Yeah, get all the knowledge and every all, everything, right? That you need from it. But provided I, value. I provide value. That was there was something that I can't remember who said it, but it might have been Tony Robbins, but it was pretty much like just provide as much value as you possibly can. Even when I talk about your Airbnbs, I'm always saying provide as much value as you possibly can, right? So for myself, I knew that I had this skill and I knew I could help other people. And what really bothered me were, the, I, were all the people that I talked to that bought a property that never cash flowed. Drove me nuts, right? Because I knew that there was ways to avoid that. And so I, I thought to myself, I'm like, if I'm going to help other people, let me just provide an outrageous amount of free content, free information, give them all of the secrets that they possibly could need so they can do it on by themselves. If they want to do it with me, they can, right? But they can do it by themselves if they wanted to. And so that's what I focused on was just as much value as possible I could. And honestly, it's like tenfold. You know what I mean? Like it tenfolds itself. It takes time, but it tenfolds itself to the opportunities that show up. Like being able to sit here with you and just being friends with you. Again, one of my favorite portfolios is yours, right? So like, and the fact that we're probably going to do deals together. We're probably going to do more things together. And I, you only believe in me because I put stuff out there to help other people. And then I kept honing in on my skills, right? So it, it all kind of like evolves into more. Um, so anyone who's kind of sitting out there thinking about anything along those lines, strongly Whether it be short term rentals, whether it be anything 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 i would just, say short-term rentals is a lot of fun though i mean i yeah. we're talking about like at this conference like i've been to other conferences i've been to real estate conferences i've been to i've been to just my the old company i worked for was just like you know asset management startup so i i was at like kind of like wealthy people investing conferences right and there is no doubt short-term rental conferences are the most fun i, I was thinking that this morning i was like i'm so glad that my I somehow ended up in this world because all of these people are so much fun to be around. Like they're so everyone is just like super nice, easy going. Everyone's having a good time, and all these people like like yourself working five hours a week and you're you're making money, yeah. you're feeling good. Mind you, you do other stuff. Exactly, you, I would you, say you're not like practice. it's not like you're doing nothing for five hours, but you're doing. It gives you the ability to do so much more, right? And so it's just the, the, those like-minded people. It's so easy to become friends with them because you guys are so similar. And anyways, I just love, I love this industry as well. And plus we're in the industry of vacations, right? What's yeah, better than as that? As we're like looking yeah, at we're the water in San Diego. Beautiful San Diego. It's just amazing out here. Well, Great well, weather. And like, I think this is a cool space where, I mean, we're both 31. Okay, you're 31, but we're like relatively young, younger guys. Like yep. I hit the 30s, you know, 30. so it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, but like, and we are like, we're able to speak at a conference and like be right. legitimate. Like, I'm, I can say confidently, like, we are the best at like what we do. And what other industry can I come in at, you know, 23 right. in real estate? In real other estate's words, it's like the oldest thing. In, in other words, is. it's not very complicated. You don't need very, to be yeah. very smart. Yeah, <laughs> but not. also, it's like, I feel like a lot of people in real estate I mean, represent a fund that has tens of millions of dollars, yeah. but like, it's really, really hard. And now obviously this, this is why TechVestor obviously major creds because winning at this game at scale yeah, is dude. difficult. It's... You guys have taken the bottom up approach. Whereas like people are just like, oh, institutions are going to come in and spend $500 million. Right. Institutions, that is hard as hell. Dude. If you're some 50, 60, 70 year old 
who's made hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars and you can raise from pensions and that the amount of grind you will have to go in to create the operations to build yeah. a multi-hundred million dollar short-term rental portfolio yeah. that actually does well and gives your customers or your your investors an eight percent preferred rate of return is practically impossible yeah like, see, you know what see if and sabrina did it though man and yeah, they're doing and they it started right the now. bottom up you yeah. know and that's and it's, like it's amazing right like to see what they've been able to do i honestly i say this all the time if i made 10 million dollars tomorrow i would still continue to work at TechFester because i love love it so much i love the team i love being a, a part of one of the biggest things in the short-term rental market it is my favorite and so there's no way i'm ever leaving it and i just think it's the coolest thing to be a part of so yeah scaling is outrageously hard we, whenever somebody says they're going to open up a fund to, to compete in the short-term rental space and essentially be our competitor we say go for it because yeah. it's like it is very difficult go for it just you know figure it out for yourself like it's it's pretty tough you only got to find some really great people but it's anyways it's a great environment to be around i love this i love what i do i know you love what you do too i'd say it's like you say like my stuff's so impressive and i, I probably like i probably have like, there are probably people who obviously have, like, more, bigger, nicer houses and whatnot. Right. And but that's not what matters. Yeah, or maybe they do arbitrage and they have like, hundreds of doors making 10 15% gross margin. Margins. Sure, yeah. But that being said, like, I'm confident that it was, like, based off what I started out, I feel like I pretty much did about what I could do. And y'all have done, and I'm, I'm, you guys done it times five, you know, or times more, probably more than that at this point. Time five yeah. tech, as of now, but then, well, yeah. you are no, it's times 10, times 12. Yeah, whatever, times a lot more. Properties. So I'm like, yeah. all right, 12 of me doing, like, not that you guys have 100 employees or something. Like, no. you guys are relatively lean team. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they, so that's a lot of Sabrina. She really figured out how to scale the team properly. She's great with operations, like amazing with operations. So yeah, part what, of it, Steve's also great at bringing together an amazing team too. So credit to both those. What has, yeah, what is like some tricks that Sabrina has done? Uh, she's just a brain. She just is really smart when it comes to operations. She just understands how to how to make things flow really well, get the right procedures in place and make sure that everything operates properly. And she manages her team extremely well. So Sabrina's the one, as soon as we get the property, her team oversees and brings it to life, right? So like yeah. how beautiful Design, those properties are and how up. well they're done and everything, that's all Sabrina. She absolutely crushes it. So a lot of people don't know that, <laughs> but they should because it's so good. And, and managing like uh, properties at scale. So obviously setting them up at scale is difficult. Contractors, furniture, because like it's one thing to like flip a house. It's another thing you guys often flip houses and, and I do this. I flip houses and then I'll turn them into Ish. Ish. a short. Yeah, it's rare that we're going to flip a house. It's it's to yeah. renovated to Correct. an extent. You guys, yes. you, I know you guys like painting. You know, gray yeah. house is black now. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll always paint. I'm always, every listing that new listing that comes up. You're studying I look, it. I look at. Yeah, I definitely look. I mean, yeah, that's what you should do. It's you should see the pros. You know, they are the pros, and I would think or hope they look at mine too, and you know, think I am a data point that that they can. Use. So yeah, I, I mean, that's how I found your properties. What you were a data point, and I was looking at. It, I was like, damn, look you at saw this, my picture. Right? You saw my little yeah, and I, was, and I saw Jeremy. I was like, hey, wait, I've talked to that guy once. <laughs> then I reached back out to you. I was like, this property's awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, man. It's anyways. This is awesome. This is fun. Yeah, this has been fun. So we'll probably go on for another yeah, hour I know. and a half with all these different things we really well, want. We got to get launched here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Guys, so I, I, I know I've asked you this before, but what is, you know, what is your pro tip for for those listening? Oh man, such a loaded question. Every single market has an inefficiency within that market, which means that there's going to be something that is where the price to rent ratio is going to be the absolute best. So the there's going to be some reason why that home is going to be priced lower than others. And it's going to have some competitive advantages, maybe a larger yard or, or a larger interior or something like that, that allows you to be more competitive against anyone else, right? So with ever, whatever market you're going into, try to find the 
inefficiency within that market to find the most optimal thing. And a good way to be able to do this is to underwrite as many properties as you possibly can until you find the one that stands out like crazy. And then that's the one you go for. I think I think I told you that the, the latest house I purchased had a power station and cell phone tower that was right behind. Yeah. There you the go. Fence. Yes, I remember that. And you yeah. were like inefficiency in the market. Yeah. Like that is yeah. that is like a so perfect in other words, example. The power tower, whatever it was. Scares yeah. the Karen. She yeah, want her like the regular to, home okay. buyer doesn't want that in their backyard. They don't want and their so kids then the value to... of the home is lower. And so then because it's lower, you get a deal, but the guest who's only there for three days could care less, right? Yeah. They're just going there for the home in the backyard and all that stuff. Yeah. And I and I generally go for houses that have spent on the market yep. like a long time. Like I bidding wars. Like I hate feeling rushed. Mm. Like I'm Smart. kind of anxiety right now because this house I've been looking at went offline and now it just went back online. So I'm like, uh, do I have to like rush and, right. and get it? You know, right. and I, I hate that feeling. Fair also, also, like it's like all right, if a family wants this house, you know, like yeah, they can have it. You yeah. know, I'm not. But if it's a house that's been on the market for two months, you know, and yeah, nobody it's a lot wants easier it. with those ones, right? You can get better yeah. deals and stuff like that. Too. Exactly. You don't have to feel pressured. You can right. you can ask go go lower and ask. But that was a prime example. It's like inefficiency in the market. This house, it's on a main road. Yeah. You know, being on a main road, uh, a lot of families don't yeah. want to be on a main road. Man, I had I had one house that was across from a Section 8 spot in Chicago, and, and the rent was $1,000 cheaper because of that, and it did amazing, right? And then another one that was literally the train track was directly beside the house. So when you're inside mm -hmm. the house, you look out the window, the train goes right by. And it was, if I didn't mention anything to the guests about it, they would be really mad about it, which I figured out within the first, like, two weeks. And then I told everybody like, hey, it's right beside a train. And they were like, okay, sounds good. And everybody was fine with it. But the rent again there was like, I think like $1,500 cheaper than it should have been, right? So it just, it, it those little things, and it didn't drive, it didn't decrease the revenue in any way. Both of those, those were my two best homes, right? Yeah. Revenue wise. And mm -hmm. they were my cheapest homes, right? So because it's like, yeah, because the, 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 the things that made them less desirable to somebody who was going to be living there for an entire year, right? People who are in and out for three days, doesn't matter. So yeah, man. Inefficiency within the market. What's your one tip to anybody? Yeah, I just say enjoy the pro process. I mean, I I show like even my revenue numbers from year one to year two to year three, and now coming up in year four, and like, you know, first couple months it was, it was like you know, a couple thousand dollars, and I was so excited, so happy. Like every day, I was waking up motivated because I wanted more. I found something I was passionate about and I wanted to keep it going and keep growing. Yeah. So this is a fun game. It's a fun game, man, for sure. That's actually exactly how I feel. I love working. I love working. I love what I do, right? And I just can't wait to get my own Airbnbs again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So next time John puts some pressure on you, you can't be yeah. on this podcast <laughs> right. again until you Sounds have good. your own property. Sounds good, man. When, once I get them all back on. Awesome. Back on in a few months, guys. Beautiful. Well, guys, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, John, for those who don't already you know, follow you, how can they find you? Uh, at the Airbnb data guy. You can find that. That's all the channels is where you're going to find me there. Uh, anyone who, you know, wants to reach out to me or whatever it may be, please, please, please watch my free stuff on YouTube first. You're going to learn all the basics, everything that I know, and then we can have an educated conversation when you reach out. Awesome. And then guys, just to be frank, in terms of Airbnb education and content, like, and actually learning how to pick good properties to make investments, like, there's no better place. I don't have to pay someone's course. John gives it out, gives out the real information for free. So check him out. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please give us a follow, like, share. And as always, stay tuned until next time. Thanks for listening to the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, leave us a five-star rating, like, comment, and share this with someone you know that wants to invest in short-term rentals.